Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Seattle to Unknown. I am Melinda and I am totally solo today. This episode is going to be a a very special one. It's because, as you might remember, Sarah told us all how she was incredibly, incredibly diseased with the plague. She's still alive, don't worry, she's survived. But she's pretty diseased, so we are calling this the first of hopefully not too many sickisodes. So it's just me today. I'm sorry. But I have some special stuff to share with you guys. Um, Got some different news stories that we'll talk about. And I have a clip, the lost clip from an episode. But more on that later. Yeah, so in-flight cocktail. For me today, that's just water with lemon. Because apparently I'm a little bit fancier than basic water today. Just want to put that out there. Uh, What have I done interesting this week? Probably nothing, actually. But I do guarantee absolutely Sarah is alive. She has not died on a cruise or anything. So it's all good on that one. Don't worry. She'll be back next week. I promise you. Hopefully with more um, brain function than she did last week because she was not firing on all cylinders last time. Hilarious for me, but probably a little uh, hard to record last week's episode. But yeah. Anyways, uh, let's get into it. Our main, 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 main news story for today is pretty interesting. It's about two guys who have a YouTube channel and a travel community online called Yes Theory that they managed to stay in the world's greatest airport, which of course is located in Singapore. They stayed there for four days for funsy, just to be guinea pigs and experiment because they're kind of inspired from the movie Terminal, which is actually based on an actual person who ended up living in a Paris airport for 18 years. 18 years. Could you imagine that? I'd probably go nuts. I spent 22 hours in airports in one day and one of them was sleeping there overnight and I was done with airports by the end of it. I just wanted to go home and have a real bed done. But no, these guys, um, they're leaving Australia and they're working their way back to LA, but being smart and trying to figure out, do people check up on you and and what happens? if you stay there for a long period of time, they decided to go get a connecting flight in Singapore at the airport. So what they did was they accidentally, in air quotes there, they missed their first flight. Okay. So they officially missed their first flight. They did rebook a flight, but that flight wasn't until four days later. So what do you do in the world's greatest airport for four days while you wait for your new flight? Well, fortunately for this, these two, this airport is freaking crazy cool. All right, let's get started. So there's a pool. Yeah, that's right. There is a pool outside that is a part of this airport. So you could go swimming. There are a bunch of different dining options that they found. One of the pictures is pretty great. It's them having burgers and fries by the pool and there's like no one else out there because any other person that's at an airport, who's going to have time to go swimming before they catch a flight? Or who's going to want to get like take a quick dip in the pool before you go home after flying in? It's kind of weird, but also kind of cool. They took advantage of the gyms that they had. They were able to get massages. One of the best parts probably is that There's a movie theater on the entertainment deck in this airport and you can like catch new movies playing and it's free. The movies are free. How nuts is that? But yeah, so 
you know, coolest freaking airport that you can end up in. And they double check with the hotels that they had to see if, you know, how long you can stay there, which I think was 48 hours, they were told. So they couldn't stay at the hotels in the airport the whole time. So they roughed it the first couple nights, you know, finding like the bench, the best possible bench location that you can find, which if anybody's done that, it's all bad. It's an airport. It's busy. There's people constantly talking and moving. It's not the best sleep. First night was totally fine. Um, One of the guys was afraid that security would wake them up in the middle of the night and ask for their passport and their boarding pass. The other guy kind of just laughed it off as being like an oddly specific fear. Oh yeah, it happened. It happened on their second night that security did come through and do a check early in the morning, asked for their passport, asked for the boarding pass. So they had explained, oh, we missed our flight and we did rebook, but it's not until like the next day. So they still had more time to kill at the airport. Security checked their stuff, said, okay, you're fine. Went about their business. They didn't know if they were a random check or if they were actually being checked on because someone might have noticed that, hey, these guys have been here for a bit, it seems like. Let's see what's up. Because they did pass a sign saying that it was illegal to take advantage of being in pass security in the airport, even if you have a valid boarding pass. Like, you can't take advantage of all the amenities there. Like, you need to leave eventually. So they found out that if you're caught, you can be arrested, you can be fined, and you can be, like, sent to jail for a good while, too. So fortunately, that didn't happen to him. They made it out scot-free because the last night they decided to check into one of the hotels. But they're also kind of worried that if your passport's scanned when you first get to the airport, are they going to know when they scan it for the hotel how long you've been there? Nope, they were okay. But again, please, please, please do not try this yourself. Absolutely do not. These guys got really lucky because they're kind of in an okay way because they did have a ticket. But the fact that they purposely missed their first flight to get their point past the security and like hang out at the airport for that long is a big no-no. So definitely don't do this. But if you happen to get stuck there, know that you're going to be in the best airport ever if you happen to be in Singapore. Just please, please, please do not try this at home can't stress that enough. Also on an airport related topic, um, LAX, congratulations. You guys are getting some new security bins that are supposed to help the germs that collect on them. Because I think most people know at this point that the security bins at the airport are probably the dirtiest items that you can touch. And there's kind of no way around not touching them because you have to take your shoes off. You have to put your bags in them. Some airports aren't as picky. If you have a TSA pre-check, you probably don't have to, but still, those bins are dirty. But the new bins, they're getting 2,300 new bins and they've been coated with a special antimicrobial treatment. So it's supposed to delay the growth of bacteria on the tray surfaces. So that's kind of something to look forward to. It's probably mostly only beneficial to the first few people that actually touch it. And then it's good luck everybody else. So, germaphobes, if you happen to be passing through LAX soon, congratulations. Enjoy the new bins. And my last bit of travel news is more on the ridiculous side, but, I mean, what's a travel adventure without some ridiculousness? So, if you go to Airbnb, you could be lucky enough to be able to book the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Oh yeah, that's right. You have the chance to stay in a 27-foot-long hot dog, if you really want to. Because Oscar Mayer is uh, celebrating 
National Hot Dog Day, and so they've let one of their six wienermobiles from their fleet to be a rental for Airbnb. So most of the August August dates are already taken up, but they're going to list more soon. So don't worry, you might still have your chance. The Wienermobiles from Oscar Mayer first debuted in 1936, and this is the first time that the public can stay in them overnight. How much does it cost, you ask? One thirty-six per night, which actually isn't too bad to stay in a giant hot dog. Like, th- I feel like that's kind of reasonable. But not only do you get the bragging rights of staying in the Wienermobile, you also get to experience the custom Wienermobile-inspired art. There's a roller griller that guests can actually take home with them and a mini fridge that's been stocked up with all the hot dog essentials that you could want. So if you're lucky enough to be able to grab an overnight stay in the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, please drop us a line. Tell us how it is. Send pictures because that would be super cool if one of you guys did. Um, But yeah, I think that wraps it up for news. I know that was a lot of news, kind of a lot of airport news and then some ridiculous Wienermobile because who doesn't want to say Wienermobile multiple times on a podcast, right? Sad part is if I know, if I had Sarah here, she'd probably be laughing. But speaking about Sarah, even though she is riddled with the plague, I guarantee that she's surviving it. She's doing a lot better, so she'll be with us next week's episode. But in the meantime, here's a lost clip from our souvenir episode with something that she kind of alluded to, but we just didn't have enough time to fit it into the episode. Here is a lost clip of the hoarding of the salt and pepper shakers. So speaking of hoarding things, the difference between hoarding and having very nice displays, a, I believe it is my mom's stepmom, was a collector of salt and pepper shaker sets. Oh god, no. Literally thousands of them. Literally? Literally. Oh no. And they ended up after my grandfather passed away and after she got a little bit older she moved into a trailer home in like a senior community and she had the entire trailer fitted with shelves i think i don't know maybe like seven or eight shelves that ran the length of the trailer so that she could display all of them and i was just i could not it was such a sight to see to walk in and just everywhere as far as you could see every type of salt and pepper shaker imaginable and she eventually passed away she was a very much older individual Uh, so she passed away and now all of her stepkids have to do something with all of these salt and pepper shakers no that's so much so much because it's not one it's pairs it's pairs exactly and they aren't all like small little things so yeah yeah was she hoarding no because they were on very nice displays and were dusted and well taken care of however that's just that's a lot it's a lot many 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 of them and you couldn't play with them like a lot of them were shaped like little animals and i'd walk in and want to play with them and be like nope this is a collection we do not touch them yeah like, well like magnets you can't play with the magnets so yeah maybe that's not an interesting enough story to edit in but oh my god it was so many salt and pepper shakers so Yikes. many so yeah hopefully you enjoyed that quick like two minute short of the lost uh salt and pepper shaker story kind of good maybe again consider what you're collecting and if it can grow out of hand quickly but yeah that wraps up uh this little sick episode of seattle to unknown oh tip of the week i should do that uh tip of the week is going to be that please do not try and 
overstay your welcome at any airport, but if you are finding yourself a little stuck or stranded in an airport longer than anticipated, try and check out and see what kind of amenities the airport does have. Find a sleep pod or like hotel inside the airport if you can, because I guarantee that's probably going to be way more comfortable than trying to sleep on those benches. But if you do end up on the benches, the trick is to scout out ones that don't have the armrests so you can kind of lay out easier. So but yeah, don't do it on purpose. But if you find yourself at a airport longer than anticipated, look for the comfy benches or a legitimate place to sleep. But yeah, that wraps up this week of Seattle to Unknown. Next week, Sarah will be here and you won't have to listen to just me talking about more travel things. You'll have Sarah too. Yay! So don't forget, it's an adventure, and we'll see you on the other side of a regular episode. Thanks for sticking out the sickisode with me, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye! Hey everyone, thanks again for listening to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. Don't forget to tell your friends about us and subscribe so you never miss a thing. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest under C2Unknown. That's S-E-A-T-O Unknown. Or you can check us out on our website, www.c2unknown.com. Want to know what we do on our off time? You can find both Sarah and I on Twitter and Instagram. Sarah is at S-A-R underscore S, and I'm at Hooligan Monster on both. We would also love to hear from you. Send us an email with your stories and travel tips to c2unknown at gmail.com. Until then, it's an adventure. Bye!